Okay, good evening. Today is November 22nd, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Bill's story, and our speaker tonight is Arnie Z. Welcome, Arnie Z. Hi, uh, Arnie Z from Texas. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, thank you for inviting me, Chanel, and uh, I, I'm just going to share my, my experience, strength, and hope. Uh, on Bill's story, um, you know, when I first got introduced to the to Bill's story, uh, in and out, of, I was in and out of twelve step programs, but through the beverage program, and that was not by wanting to, it was by the law would always every town I went to, uh, I had to uh, go to these twelve step and get a paper signed, you know, and uh, I had to stop drinking. The last time they they had me blow into a, a thing to start my car, and that's how seriously my disease had, had progressed to. Uh, but uh, keeping it uh, with the purpose of O-Readers Anonymous, I'll leave most of that part out of it. Uh, you know, uh, Bill's story starts off pretty much uh, when he's a, a, a young buck, you know, and, and uh, he leaves out the the part about his, uh, his, um, his uh, what, what, what uh, I believe started uh, his uh, untreated alcoholism. Uh, the selfishness and self-centeredness. You know, that's what the big book tells us. That's our, our root of our problem. It's not really the alcohol or the food. Uh, and uh, some of you don't know his story uh, that uh, he was brought up by his parents. Uh, well, he started off with his parents and his dad was alcoholic and they split up and his grandparents, he was given to his grandparents to raise him. And uh, he he started developing this inferiority complex and that self-centeredness that uh, something was wrong with him. And of course, I, I think most of us are born with that uh, with that part, or at least I I, I do. I, I knew there was something wrong with me, and uh, I and I thought it was the life circumstances that like like uh, uh, I came from a very abusive uh, abusive household. Uh, stuff as soon as the door was closed, there was uh, horrific things being done to me uh, uh, by my mother. And so I, I grew up with this resentment, and I also uh, grew up with a with a. We're, since we're talking about God, uh, I uh, I was brought up strict Catholic, and we go to Sunday church and we play the 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 role to the public. We grew up out in the country, and we go to church, and we had to play the the role of a a good Christian family, and and uh, I I knew that there was something wrong with that, you know, because as soon as we got home, there it wasn't uh, this happy family. And so uh, I learned uh, to live with secrets and, and shame and guilt and and uh, uh, resentments that I was building towards my mom and, and towards God, because God, uh, God uh, every, when I prayed, uh, uh, God didn't uh, answer my, so I thought, and I, no one looking back today, God was always there. Uh, I just, uh, I, I, I was just a small kid with a small brain and didn't know how to how to access it. And today I've got these steps that help me access that power that uh, that keeps me free of of these resentments by working these steps. But uh, on page two, it said I proved to the world I was important. And uh, he starts off with the ego, you know, because that's all he had. Uh, when uh, with this thing and it, it develops about the ego and he proved to the world and he, then he he said he arrived on the next page uh, uh, and and in this mist he's he's starting to spiral he's starting to have problems with the drinking assuming more serious proportions continuing all day and almost every night uh, uh, you know the remarks of my friends terminated in a row and I became a lone wolf there were many unhappy scenes in our sumptuous programs 
you know, I was uh, when I got to college, I had run away from home. I had I had said I'm going to get out of this condition, out of my house. Uh, you know, as soon as I graduate from high school, and life's going to be great, and I'm going to prove to my parents, and they're going to see how good I am. And and so I had this delusion that I was going to prove to to them that that I didn't need them, and I didn't need and that I was going to be all right. But uh, addiction got a hold of me, and, and alcohol was the first one. And I was making a fool of myself, getting drunk uh, at the college parties, and just just making a whole mess. And in the meantime, I was starting to gain some weight, and uh, and so I was doing a lot more exercising. I was I was uh, trying to control it at that time, and I was I was part of the in crowd, and I had friends, and I, I uh, but but I I felt so inadequate in uh, most of the time, so I had to have that that something to give me that fix. And so if I wasn't uh, drinking, I, I was uh, eating. And uh, and so so uh, things started kind of spiraling out of there. Uh, on page five, it says li li liquor ceased to be a luxury, became a necessity, bathtub, uh, gin, two bottles a day, and often three got to be a routine. You know, and when I was in and out of the of the AA program, I uh, I would half fast do the steps. I didn't really get honest and uh, never really worked it uh, very well. Uh, I just did the things that I wanted and and some of the stuff I didn't do. And and uh, and so I thought I could control it. It goes on to say, I still thought I could control the situation. There were periods of sobriety. Of course, like most of us, we all do the diets and we do the the exercise. And, and I was really good at, at that for a while. And uh, and then I just kind of let myself go. And uh, I didn't care at, at a point there. I, I was just or I got the disease got a hold of me in all areas and i was i was just living for for uh for for just my addictions and um i want to fast forward it uh to uh to two years before the pandemic the pen, pen, uh, pandemic i uh i had got i was starting up to 475 and it was getting out of control and i could i was having major physical problems and uh so i was going to do the gastric bypass and they they wanted me to lose 65 pounds and uh, I, I I I did it. It was a year program. The insurance required, and I uh, I couldn't I couldn't get that damn sixty five pounds to do the gastric bypass. So they gave me another year, and then after those two years, uh, I had put on sixty five pounds, and uh, I could not stop eating. And uh, I they tried everything. They they kept me going at once a week to to the gastro bypass doctor, and I just walked through shame to them and, and weigh myself. That's all all they were focused on was my weight, and that I was had to lose that sixty five pounds. And uh, of course, when when a, when a compulsive old reader has to deal with with uh, with that sh shame and guilt, of course, what what do I do? Is I eat more. You know, I go and weigh myself, and I go home and eat. And uh, and I, they gave me shakes, and that's all. I, and I would drink my shakes, and I would eat my food. You know, it was, I was only supposed to be the shakes, you know. But uh, but that was just the mess where I was at. And at that time, I had already put down the alcohol. My alcohol had spun so much out, out of control. My disease had had, had uh, progressed so much. I had to be numb from life because I could not deal with life uh, on life's terms. I could not uh, uh, function in the world without having some kind of buzz and food only gives you a very small buzz. And so I, I got to the point where I was eating and eating and I could not stop eating. I was just an eating machine and, and, and there was nothing. I was way out of control. Uh, it goes on to say on page six, the mind and body are marvelous mechanisms for mind endured the agony two more years. And during those two years of the pandemic, uh, I, I was sent home to work from home. And uh, when you when you're isolated like that, 
and I was already isolated from my friends and family, you know, because I I was getting so big and I was just feeling all the guilt and shame and resentment, fear, everything was just piling up on me without a spiritual program of action. Uh, it was just a mess. I was a mess. And all I lived for was the food. And uh, I got to the point where, where in my car, I would uh, I would wait for my lunch break and I'd go to the drive-thrus and, uh, and y'all know the thing, I'd go from one place, I'd order the, from the dollar menu, then I'd go to the other one because I wanted the cookies and before you know what, I'm ordering another, another stuff. And I would just bring bags of, of, of that I could not afford to eat and then dinner. And it, it was just a crazy thing. And I could barely get in my car. And my, it got to the point where I, where my stomach would hit the, the horn every time I'd get in the car. And I think that was, uh, I believe that was part of my disease, but I also think God was trying to get my attention, you know, and, and say, hey, there's something wrong here. And and of course, I, the neighbors would sometimes come out and they see me with these bags of, or I'd wait in my car until they go back in. And then they come back out and they see me with the bags of, of church's chicken and everything. And I'd run into, not run, because I could barely walk, you know, into my house. And this this went on for day in and day out. I got to the point where I wasn't showering because uh, uh, I was working from home. So I just let myself go because I was even afraid to uh, take a shower. I could hear the, the floorboards on my shower creaking when I'd take a shower. And I, I'd have this this crazy thoughts that I was gonna get, I was gonna fall in there and I was not gonna be found for days or weeks by anybody, and uh, they're gonna find this naked fat boy in there. They're gonna have to pull him out all naked, and and so, so I I wouldn't do that because I was so terrified of that. And uh, I even had problems where I couldn't even reach uh, to do my uh, toilet hygiene. And uh, about thirty minutes to do this, and I, this went on for one year two years and i still kept eating and eating and eating i could not stop and uh uh it, it it's just it's it's just amazing what the what the body will will do and 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 the handle in the mind uh on page eight it's, it said um it, it talks about i was cornered at last and, and that that really what cornered me at last it was two years after the pandemic I, I had given up on the gastric bypass, uh, and uh, okay, and uh, um, the boss called called me and said, "You're gonna have to come back into the office." I could not fit into any clothes. I had outgrown all my clothes. I was at 600 pounds. I could barely walk, uh, uh, and of course, I like I said, I was a mess uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, and and my and my, and my hygiene, everything was just just terrible. And uh, I, after the boss called me, I, I took a day and I called her back and I said, I've got a problem. I, I, I need, I'm going to need to take some medical time off and I need to. Uh, and so I called this, uh, this uh, inpatient uh, tr treatment center that's close to here in Texas. Uh, supposedly, from my understanding, Oprah even went to that one. And, uh, and, but it was, it's a high, high dollar one. And I, I uh, tried to get in there. My insurance denied it. And uh, and so then I, I looked it up, I did a little research on that on that treatment facility, and they said they did Overeaters Anonymous, and they did no flour. And I said, well, forget that no flour crap, you know. But I'll, I'll uh, so I looked into Overeaters Anonymous. I've been an Alcoholics Anonymous, but I could not even relate the two. And so I did a little research on it, and uh, and I could just just remember, you know, God, you know, when when God sees, and I was cornered at last. Something told me to get on Facebook. I got on Facebook, joined Overeaters Anonymous, and uh, um, a lady reached out to me, Mary B. She already passed away from cancer, 
And uh, she, uh, she, I was a mess and I just let it all hang out because I had tried every last desperate attempt and I, and I had spent all my money. I, the, the insurance had denied me. I did not know what to do. And I was cornered at last. And it was like, and that was the reason I, I that I was going to go to work. There was no other reason or I would have still been eating or I probably would have been dead right now. Uh, who knows? Or at a nursing home. And uh, uh, she reached out to me and then she gave me Harlan's number. And I was a bawling mess when I called Harlan. I, I, I just, I just, I just, uh, I could not hear a damn thing he was saying. Uh, and, and I want to read this part about the alcoholism. And, and when we're, we're newcomers, we don't hear a damn thing. And he, on page 10, he says, when Abby came to, to give him the message, uh, he, he had come to pass his experience along to me, if I care to have it. I was shocked, but interested. Certainly I was interested. I had to be for I was hopeless. And that's where I was at. I was hopeless. And I, the first thing that the only thing that was going on through my mind, I said, this has got to be the rudest man. I could just hear him hollering, saying, saying, you're going to die. And, and this is a fatal disease. And he was talking loud like he always is. I don't know if y'all met him. I, I don't want to be taking his inventory, but that's just his personality. And 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 he broke through my fog. And part of the, the thing here is you can see Bill W. and I can totally relate to him. That's part of my alcoholism. I've always gone into my secret little world, into my private little spot where I'm safe and protected from all that abuse. That was the only place that I could go. And it was all a delusional state where I'm safe and protected and, I'm, and, and it builds my ego. And this is where he was at. He talked for hours. Childhood memories rose before me. I could almost hear the sounds of the preacher's voice. So he's already into, he's, he's not even hearing what Evie's telling him. And that's what was going on with me when Harlan was talking to me and and uh you know but but at the very end he said well are you are you ready to do something different blah 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 and i and i was like well yes but i'm still thinking this guy's the rudest guy blah 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 and that's what was going on through my head and uh, uh, uh and then he said well here's a number and call him and and so i was like i had nothing uh, nowhere else to go so all i did was hang up the phone and i picked up the phone and my sponsor uh, showed up Chuck K and and uh, he took me through the steps quickly, and by the grace of God, I I uh, I, uh, I I it was just an amazing deal that uh, and the first thought that came to me was when they said to go through the steps quickly. There's a reason why because this disease will will take you out real quick and and I'm so glad that they did. I, I was trying to put the brakes on and trying to tell them you know we need to slow down and and and. Uh, uh, I was not a very, very, very uh, cooperative individual. Even at that time, you know, he would tell me, call me every day and I'd call him every other day, you know, uh, you know, because I did not want anybody telling me what to do. And, and you know how we, at least I was. And and so, but, and, and my sponsor later told me, he said, I was about to fire you several times, you know, because I'm real thick-headed, mule-headed, and it's going to be my way. And, and and uh, thank God that he that uh, Harlan told him not to give up. I mean, normally he tells him fire, you know, let him go. But he, for whatever reason, God must have told him to hang in there. And and, uh, and today, by the grace of God, you know, I've I've worked. I've had a, a profound spiritual experience, and uh, that was after I believe the steps helped me surrender my ego uh, uh, enough to to. Uh, uh, to have this profound experience that I had because all the love and all the inadequacies that I had, uh, thank you, that uh, that I that I that I thought were the problem. Uh, because when 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 I came in here, I came in as a victim. 
it was because I was uh, it was I was abused and I and it was of all the resentments, but because I worked these steps and because I saw that that helped me see the truth and uh, make my amends and clear clear my side of the street, uh, it, it it allowed enough sunlight to get into into my head into my my the, my fantasy world to to uh, let God's God's light come in and uh, and that's when I had that profound experience where I cried here like a little baby when I completely surrendered to God and said, this is not working. I had a one-on-one, -on -one, God actually did a third step, one-on-one -on -one with God and said, I've already gone through the steps. I've been trying to sponsor people. I've done everything that 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 y'all told me and nothing is working. And I finally said, I give up. I give up. I don't know anymore what to do. And 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 the, uh, I just like it says in, in the we agnostics, it talks to that guy that says that it was like a wave wave of uh, water that came. The religious people call it the Holy Spirit or whatever. It came all into every body of my soul, and I was loved for the first time, and I felt God's presence. It's just a beautiful thing when that happens, and and uh, and I've relapsed again tw twice. This disease got me in here. I've got ten months today by the grace of God. Uh, you know, this disease keeps trying to take take us out. And uh, one of those things is, is that Bill Duggan talks about this. We need this this higher power and I need to keep God close. And I keep doing my, my 10 steps and my 11, 11 steps. Uh, upon awakening, I read that thing every morning. I say my three three prayers in the morning and I keep God close. And I keep saying thy will be done, not mine will. Because I am very still, very self-centered, self-willed, self-reliant. And uh, and when I start getting agitated, and when I start, uh, I I I I just give it up. Especially, I, I don't think I would do it unless I knew that there was a God that loved me. Otherwise, I'd be doing it because when when I feel God's presence, and I still feel this God presence, not all the time, but I know that there is a power greater than myself that loves us dearly, that wants the best for us. And and uh, and I and I keep giving up. And there's a friend that I listened to the vision. Uh, the phone meetings and a friend of mine i hadn't talked to her in a while but but uh, she reached out to me and she was one of those that called me uh, at the vision meeting she, she'd check up on me and uh and uh, she always says surrender 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 and uh and that's that's what i do today i keep surrendering my self-will because that's my problem as long as i'm in i'm trying to run the show as the big book says i'm going to be in trouble so i keep i take it back and when I recognize it, I give it back. Say, God, here I am again. Take it. Take it. I don't want it. And, and I just keep turning my will over to God. And it's been working. It's been amazing. The peace and freedom. I don't actually feel that inadequacy all the time and that insecurities and, and the reasons I ate and drank. Uh, God has removed that. And I have food neutrality. I don't put alcoholic foods in my, my mouth today. And, my, and I've been cleansed of them. Uh, I've got, like I said, I've gone from 600 to 366. I'm still morbidly obese, uh, but I'm able to do the things that I could not do. I'm able to walk. I'm, able, I'm, I'm my pant. I've had. It's just amazing all my uh, holes I've made on my belts. I hadn't bought them the two cheap escape. I, I I keep putting holes in my. I go across this, the river Mexico, and they keep making holes on my belts. And uh, and so I just love to see you know all the weight that I've lost uh, in my. Uh, uh, and and probably when I go down there to LA, God willing, if I show up there, I'll 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 show you my belt, how much how much weight I've lost, and you see all the holes that have, that have, have there. 
But uh, this is a beautiful, amazing thing. And uh, and if you do the steps uh, and you keep doing it, uh, God will re reveal himself or herself itself. The power will let you know that it's there and it loves us dearly and wants us to get better every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thanks, Arnie. Uh, it's nice to hear your story. Um, okay, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. I will cause call the raised hands in order and the Zoom host will unmute you when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speakers asked a question, please allow three minutes to answer the questions. Okay, uh, looks like we have Claudine B first. Hi, I'm Claudine B. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Arnie, oh my gosh, that was so captivating and so good. You know, I, I will, I'll remind myself, you know, that this disease wants to kill me and I'm quick to tell people that it wants to kill them. And, and I just, I mean, the hounds of hell were after you that just would not rest. And it was it just to, we have to be brought down so low, but if God decides that he's coming after you, there's just no escape. He's going to get you. And it doesn't matter how low you have to go. That's just, he can't not, he loves us that much. So um, just your whole journey has been amazing. And I, I just so relate to that um, mix of religious abuse and every other kind of abuse. Somehow it's just, you know, you hear, in those situations, how much God loves you. And then you go, but wait, you're supposed to be my picture of God and you just can't make the two meet. So to turn to something to cope, it just seems, it seems right. It doesn't seem, um, I, I don't know. It's just all, it gets so confusing, but, um, and then to, you know, just different things that you just walking in time after time to that clinic to go in and weigh and the shame and all that. We do that to ourselves. We do the very things that we know are just going to keep, we're just piling on coats of shame. And so for you to find a way is miraculous. I mean, you're a miracle. And that's such, it just is your story is amazing. And I thank you so much for sharing it. You were articulate and you were clear and it was just, I'll be listening to it again. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Claudine. Quite the miracle. Um, Chanel, T, you're up. Is Meredith before me? Okay. Meredith B, you're up. <laughs> Hey guys, um, Meredith B, Recovered Compulsive Reader in Nashville. Yeah, wow, Arnie. Um, I love what was just shared about, you know, you almost don't have a choice if God, if God is gonna rescue you, you, you don't have a choice in the matter. Um, 
It is so miraculous to talk, to hear where you were and um, how you got out of that. And the one thing you said um, that you wouldn't do it with, you wouldn't do it without a God, without a God or knowing about a God who loves you. And I was thinking about that. Um, I've been abstinent over a year after being in program over a decade. And that to me is pretty miraculous, but, and that's the difference is all the 12 years um, prior to my entire abstinence was um, I wasn't bringing God into it. And so it just proves to me, I mean, I've never, I haven't done anything for a year. Um, it's God, it's just, God. it's God. That's the, it's the only way. It's the only thing that could sustain this. Um, thankful for that. And then, um, let me see. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about in the big book where it talks about, you know, hitting the man with a headache or something hitting himself in the head with a brick. Like, of course it doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. Um, until we find the remedy or the miracle or whatever. Um, it's just more proof of just, I don't know, just how insane. And the only thing that would get us out of that is, is a higher power. I don't really know what I'm saying, but boy, I know that you're a miracle walking on this earth. And so thank you so much for spending time with us tonight and letting us hear your story, bringing us in. That was, that was harrowing and just amazing. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Arnie. Um, awesome. Okay. Now, Chanel, I have you up next. Thanks so much for taking the meeting, Melissa. Appreciate you. And thank you, Carla, for hosting. Arnie. Hi, I'm still Chanel, and I'm a grateful compulsive eater living in recovery today by the grace of God. And I do say that as a reminder to myself because I have, an, I have no self-esteem, really, but I have an ego the size of Texas, Montana, and parts of Alaska. So Arnie, I need you in my program all the time. I just do. You're just, every time I hear you share on a meeting, it's like, thank you. Like, I just need it. All right. But I got to tell you a little bit, a story about my ego today. Okay. Cause maybe this will make somebody laugh. I don't know. Um, Cause you know, it's, well, shoot, we got to be down to about two minutes. I forgot to time myself. Um, I'm fired. But um yeah, I finally got down another size. I'm on the slow weight shed program, right? It's shedding slowly, which is perfect with my ego because then I can't think that I'm doing it and I can't leave because I'm sure I've got it. I don't have it, but I was somewhere where I haven't been since February and, and February was, you know, pretty early for me. It was about a month in and um, so quite a bit of weight has shed since then. And then I was just sure that the woman would say something to me today. I was sure she would say, 
oh my gosh, I didn't recognize you because you're so much thinner now. She didn't say a dang thing. I was like ready to do a step over it. That's not ego at all. But anyway, Arnie, one of the things that's so amazing to me about your recovery journey that I know of that you've shared is just that you radiate your recovery. It radiates from you. The joy, despite all the things you've been through, and despite not the easiest life since then sometimes, right? It just radiates from you. And, and that's, that's the beauty of this. And so it attracts people to you because of this special thing you have that God has given you. And so for that, I am very grateful you're here and I will pass. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Lindsay P, you're up. Hi, everyone. Lindsay P, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm in a hotel lobby right now, um, going to whatever length necessary to uh, recover. Um, and Arnie, I really loved your share so much. And, um, you know, I resonated with a lot of it. And I have a question for you. Um, I also grew up in an extremely abusive household that was, um, you know, when the, that door shut, there were things that should have never happened. And I was just curious if you know an answer to this or if you feel like you can verbalize it. How has program helped sort of just, I don't I don't want to say take away the shame or guilt, but just help process what you've been through. Like how has program helped, like, I guess, find some um conclusion or relief from all that pain that's like hidden inside of us i believe the steps is what what uh, brings a, a mirror to, to to you and if, if uh if you do if you uh, the way i did it with the three columns and then the fourth column and then the fifth column and then mainly focusing on on uh on the where 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 was I selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and, and cleaning my side of the street is is I think I think when, when my biggest resentment was against my mom that was the abuser, and uh, and for me, uh, you know, there's no excuse for what she did, but the horrific things that you and I probably went through uh, with your abuser or abusers, uh, you know, that's there's no excuse for that, but not excusing that, uh, I I. I had to also look at what what did I do wrong and and uh, and and would, by doing that and and for me actually when I when the horrible things that I also did uh, to my mom uh, those were the things that I asked for for uh, on my she's already passed away when I actually made my amends to her in her letter but when I wrote those down and I apologized for the horrible things that I also did not not what I thought about her but what I what I what I did to her. You know, that's when I got my biggest break was when I when I actually just cleaned my side of the street, not forget, not not bringing up her stuff or what she did, you know, all the wrongs and all that. And that let me go of that resentment. So so it was just a process of just just going through it. Uh, there were times that uh, that I was like, this is not working. When I finally told God, I was still feeling restless, irritable and discontent. I knew I was going to have to go do something. Uh, and so, so I got honest with God and just one-on-one, -on -one, 
and saying, this is not working for me. And, and I believe when, when we finally just surrender our self-will, I did not know how to surrender my self-will. I had to be always protecting myself because of the abuse. I had to be in control of my thoughts and people and had to be one step, 50 steps ahead of anybody's game because you were going to come at me, you know, and I, and I had to figure it out before you came at me. But when I just stopped all that bullshit, now I just stop all that craziness in our head, that chatter. When I, I recognize it now, that's 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 where it comes. When I just surrender all that crap and just let go and just God, just please come in and help me. I can't deal with this. And I, that's what I mean by I surrender my will today. When I, when all that monkey chatter starts going on, all that stuff, I just turn it over and say, God, please help. And and I and I have a relationship with my higher power. All I do is just say this simple little prayer, like "Thy will be done" or "Help," and or I close my eyes and and I'll say the word "Help," and 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 I don't need to direct God to remove the fear, or remove this, because God may not want to remove that fear, and and, and God has not wanted to remove my fears from me, uh, but God has been there when I close my eyes and I meditate. So I've got to practice those things on the eleventh step that that it tells us the direction we pause when agitated, you know. We, we we and for me meditation helps a lot and and uh and and working the steps talking to, to your fellows and to, about it to your 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 god squad your those trusted fellows that you have uh but the but the trusted fellow is god for me as well that's that's my my uh my go-to guy first you know? so before i go to people and and that's what the big book tells us first go to god first everything put your hand in god and and everything else will work out. So that I'll pass. Hopefully that answered. Thank you. That was so helpful. I okay, awesome. Um, Annie B, you're up next. Hi, everybody. I'm Annie. I'm a compulsive eater in New Jersey. Arnie, I wanted to say thank you for um speaking tonight. Uh it was very powerful. I, um, I like what you said about surrender, surrender, surrender. Um, I'm in relapse right now. I don't know how to surrender. I never have known how. In my previous relapses, God just woke me up one day and I was abstinent. That happened three times to me, which I've been really, really blessed. So my question for you is today, and just one thing, I'm not giving up. I'm in the solution. Staying in prayer, staying in meditation, staying in phone calls doing all the things I have to do. My question to you is when you relapsed, what did you do? What did your sponsor do? And how the hell did you get out of it? Thank you. My first relapse where I binged on my abstinent foods and I binged where I knew I was going on, but but that's all I knew how. And, it, 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 and that's after I had that profound spiritual experience. And uh, so, so, uh, the, the guy that affected me the most was Harlan because, and his, 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 his thoughts came into my head. Uh, this is a program of action. And my ceiling fan was going on and, and, and I had a, a list of newcomers phone numbers and the, the page was flipping. Was this God or is this God? The, 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 the newcomers, the phone list was flipping back and forth with a, with a ceiling fan. And so I, 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 all I heard was Harlan, this is a program of action, take action. So I, I just picked up the phone, newcomer phone list, and I and I started calling. And then it was like the second or third one when when uh, when I was talking to him, I don't even remember if it was a him or her. And they asked me what my abstinent date was, and I I think I hung up on them. And then my alcoholic mind started started 
started telling me, oh my God, I, I'm gonna, I'm just not gonna tell my sponsor. See, I, I'm, I'm very dishonest, you know. I'm very, I will look for every way to get be. To, and I was like, well, I just want to eat my dinner and my breakfast tomorrow and it'll cover it all. Then I won't have to tell my sponsor. You know, this is the kind of bullshit stuff that my justification, this is, this is, uh, this is just, just, uh, uh, just part of the, the, the craziness that, that, uh, you know, you were talking about relapse, but, uh, the way I got out of it is I started taking action and then, but, but then get you this. I, I didn't think that I was going to get, get the, uh, the trigger, the allergy on my abstinence foods, you know, cause they say the alcoholic foods will trigger your allergy. That behavior where I binged to that thing, it triggered my allergy. And and I and I got into the meeting. I confessed. I first I confessed to my sponsor. I confessed to the meeting. And and then I and then I was a, a bawling mess because I could not get that obsession of the, the food. Uh, I was just thinking about food. And 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 the people in Scottsdale were that's my home group, were very supportive. And and I would share. I, I, I and I was not one to share. I was I've been always kind of being pushed to share, you know, or or been pushed to work in the parking lot because I did not volunteer myself to work in the parking lot. People kind of pushed me into it, you know. I've never been one of those that volunteers to try to do service work and all that. But uh, but luckily, some people have kind of pushed me into these positions. And so so uh, but uh, I there at that time I did not get pushed. I was actually saying I need help. And I got a lot of phone calls and, and I was actually doing the work. I was, and, and, and Harlan would holler, you keep fighting for your life, you know, and, and he, cause he could see, I guess, the hopelessness that, uh, that I, I was in the food and I was, and I, and I was feeling that hopelessness again. Uh, the second relapse I had, it crept up on me. Uh, I, from one month to the, uh, from 30 days, I gained 35 pounds. That's how how cunning this disease is, and I was justifying it because I got I brought in my yellow foods. Don't if you got yellow foods, those are red light foods. I thought I could control them, and so I thought I could control potatoes and cheese. And no, I was in the food. I was overeating. So so uh, we have to do that research. But I thank God I, I came back and I didn't get into that obsession again. Some of us don't ever come back. So I say don't play with the food either because. You may not get another second chance. I've heard of people dying uh, because so so this is a gift from God. If, if you if you got the 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 little bit, you've got to, We've got to do our part, and our part is to do, take those actions and ask for help. With that, hopefully that answered your question. Thanks, Arnie. Um, at this time, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. With the Zoom host, please stop the recording.